What's up, guys? Welcome to Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek. I'm your host, Evan Swafford. With me, as always, Josh Barnett. Hey. Alley. Hello. Did the Capitals get eliminated yet? Not yet. There's two minutes and 12 seconds left. They just had an icing. Uh, we're doing Delicious. the best we can. I love oh, icing. Just- it's fair. I was just assuming that the Islanders had scored twice since we last talked. Not yet. Not yet. But don't worry. We'll be eliminated soon. Despite having a lead with two minutes left in the fucking hockey game. Chuck, thoughts on hockey? Who cares? It's Fuck America. You. It's your dumb baseball. Let's talk fantasy baseball, boys. I hate We've everything about you as a person. Four weeks now, son. And I am, my team is incredibly disappointing. Ooh, the net is empty. I once played fantasy hockey, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. <laughs> Only All a fantasy my- sports that are not fucking football suck. It was only eclipsed by two other fantasy sports, and one was fantasy baseball, and the other was fantasy golf. What is... What is the fucking point? I don't know. I still to this day don't really understand how it worked. Fantasy football only works because you have a week-long buildup to each game. There's a limited pool of, like, top-tier players. You're not playing 82 or 162 games a year. Like, it's limited in the capacity where it actually makes sense. And don't get me wrong. I love my uncle to death. My uncle still, I believe, plays in a newspaper-based fantasy baseball league. Like, paper-based everything. They get the fucking box score out of the newspaper. He is a hardcore baseball guy. I'll never understand it. Is Chuck your uncle? God, I don't want that ever to go into my head again. Please, no. I played fantasy basketball for like five years straight. It's a lot of work. That you have to make awful. a lot. Of, There's games every lot of, single night. Yeah. I uh, it was the early 2000s, and one year I got uh, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett on my team, and I just went like undefeated for the year. It was awesome. With Car- with Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. Correct, sir. In a fancy <laughs> What's that, Chuck? Anything's possible. <laughs> Man, I, I loved the Timberwolves' big three so much. Big three is a bit of a stretch, but I did like that team. I loved Kevin Garnett back then. So Garnett, Sam Cassell, and Latrell Sprewells, who you're talking about. You're right. Big four, Wally Zerbiak. Thank you. Wally Zerbiak and uh, number one overall pick, the Candyman, Michael Olua Candy. I love that team. I wanted them to win so bad. I, Latrell Sprewell, much like Albert Bell, for problematic reasons, one of my favorite players in the sport. Chuck, what, you, you might know this. Was Tom Gugliotta also on that team still by then? <laughs> I don't know. Was he still in the league at that point? I think I he was. Googs? 
stretch stretch corner shooting three four yeah man he's always good for a hard foul you need that kind of guy I mean, those were the years where it was like you were just praying for anybody to be able to beat the Kobe and Shaq Lakers on like a surprise fucking like run. Usually it was the Sacramento Kings and they could never pull it off. Holy that shit. Team, that Sacramento Kings team was good, man. It was. The Googs, the Googs played until 2005. He had a historic oh, career. Shoot. Uh, let's see. He did not play for the Timberwolves, though. I was going to say, when was the Sprewell Cassell? Oh, I yeah, want to he say. He played, he played in Minnesota from 94 to 98. Yeah. <clears throat> he ended his career in Atlanta. What? How about that? Yeah, he did. The Hawks just made him lose the will to play. That Pacers. Eight team. points a game, baby. Was it the 99 Man, Pacers did, was uh, the closest to unseating the, the Lakers? The 99 Pacers? The Maybe not Lakers 99. Didn't win they didn't win. The they, they, were one, they took them far. The pay, there, I remember there was one specific Pacers-Lakers series that went deep. I know, the Lakers just won from 2000, 2001, and 2002. That was their three-peat. Because the okay. Spurs won in 99. And they, they, after the three-peat, they did all that. 99 was uh, Duncan's uh, rookie season. When him and uh, Robinson were on the team. We got one more game of hockey. Ovechkin had two goals. God, I fucking love basketball. It's yours, boys and (laughs) girls, and let's go. Uh, Nothing in basketball will ever be better than Allen Iverson hitting the corner three and just stepping over the dead body of Tyron Lue. Head coach Tyron Lue. Don't get me fucking started on that travesty. So, what year did Kevin Garnett win the MVP in uh, Minnesota? Because that's the year they were a number one seed and then got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Sounds about right. Kevin Garnett won in 2004. Damn it, I was close. Look up the 2004 Minnesota Timberwolves roster. I need to know who was on that team. I'm not even sure if Candyman was there yet. He might have still been with the Clips. Uh, the 03-04 Timberwolves season. Yeah. Had. Cassell. Uh, Garnett. Ebby, Kevin Garnett. Oh. Anthony Goldwire. Ola Candy was there. Cassell. Oh, the mayor, Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. Uh, Troy Hudson. Irvin Johnson, oh, yeah. Quincy Lewis, Mark Mad Dog Madsen. <laughs> yeah, the spark plug Madsen. Derek Martin. Pure energy off the bench, sir. Keith McLeod. Fat boy Oliver Miller. No, Oliver Candy was there. Yep. Uh, Spreewell, Zerbiak, and Garv Trent. Gary Trent. Yeah. Uh, Gary Trent. That's Gary Trent Jr. that played at Duke and is now on the Trailblazers. I'm pretty sure that's his dad. Yep, it is. Was, I, I looked up his Wikipedia, and the very first thing it says, for his son, the current basketball player, see Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. And he, he was the 11th overall pick in 95. Man, I love the Timberwolves back then, man. 
Yeah, that was a that was a good run for that team. I was a huge Wally fan, man. I love that guy. Well, this is what we're watching, in case you couldn't tell. And the hey, wait, answer I got a, always is basketball. I, I got a real quick story. So uh, you guys know that uh, my bird feeders have been plagued with squirrels, right? All bird feeders ever, yes. So I bought a airsoft gun that has a uh, that's modular that had a stock extension and a rifling like barrel on it. Um, that is a CO two uh, cartridge powered uh, uh, gun and not uh, you know not spring loaded or anything like that. So I got it out there and there's one that was eating some stuff. And uh, I shot at it. I missed. It started running away, and it was running up the um, the fence. And I shot it, and I hit it in the small of the back, and paralyzed the shit out of that thing. Like it couldn't move its legs. I felt like real bad about it. No, you leave that looked- there. You hang that there and let him squirm as a reminder to other squirrels. What well, what's wrong with you? So. So I went and I was like, because I found him and he was like just sitting there looking at me. I felt real bad because like his wife or something came and was like, oh shit. And it was like her tail was like all moving around stuff. Uh, And then I went back like that night and he was gone. So I was like, oh shit, maybe a dog like came and picked him up or something. But the next day that thing was back at the bird feeder and was just like army crawling like a son of a bitch because it couldn't use his back legs because there was a hole blown out of his back. And I don't know if I'm like a sadistic person or not, but he was, I shot at him again. Um, but he like dodged it and uh, he was climbing up the fence and he got stuck in the pickets. And like two squirrel buddies came and like tried to help him out of the pickets. And I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> This is amazing. It sounds like a horrible children's movie. <laughs> also, I was really hoping you're like, I shot at him, but I missed killing him, but I took both of his ears off, and now he can't <laughs> hear anything. I just paralyzed the front legs this time. Tomorrow, I'm going to shave him and see what happens. <laughs> Uh, Josh, buy the house next door so we can shoot at squirrels. I don't know if I want to be involved in that. That gun's powerful. I had to take the uh, the rifling off so it would like oh, decrease the uh, feet per second. Chuck's airsoft gun got nerfed. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of scare him a little bit. I didn't mean to like blow his spine off of him. It sounds like you meant to murder him. I've never killed a damn animal in my life, Josh. No, sounds like you you have now. I don't know if he's dead. He got stuck in the pickets and then he was gone. The death death happened way later, like two days. Yeah, but from natural causes. Oh, yeah, natural causes. Fences. Uh, yeah, you should kill that thing if you see it. Put him out of his misery, dude. I mean, I'm trying. I'm uh, still working out the kinks. I might have to buy a scope for that thing. 
Are you getting like a squirrel wheelchair? <laughs> no, I'm not like putting him on my HMO. No, he's going to be your best friend now. That's how this movie goes. A mutual respect is being built. But it's an okie doke. He's going to shoot you with a tiny airsoft gun that just kind of tickles every now and then in your sleep. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I like how this is going. Uh, well, I don't know what else to do but to talk about TV shows now. Because clearly <laughs> not going to stop that. Clearly. Uh, let's talk about Keeper Cut. New show premieres. Starting it off hot. Star Trek Lower Decks. The uh, CBS All Access original, a.k.a. the Star Trek channel. Um, we has a new Star Trek show and it of the animated variety called Star Trek Lower Decks, in which they explore the non-essential crew. Uh, Josh... You like this show, I'm sure. Keep! The animation is gorgeous. Oh, God. Uh, Chuck, did you watch this? No. Okay. I did. It's it's a pass. Um, I can see I that. It's not bad. It's just, I don't... It's very run-of-the-mill streaming uh animated show with a lot of like star trek inside jokes which is fine um it's certainly not bad i just don't care about it nor is it like so funny that it makes me want to watch oh yeah no make make no mistakes about it if this was not star trek i would not be caring about this at all okay that's fair oh yeah 100 percent. i wouldn't give a shit about it but it does have fun inside jokes for star trek like you mentioned they definitely name drop a bunch the creators have said that there are cameos um, of like a fairly large variety at some point over the next couple weeks for this season. I like the idea of exploring the lower deck crew of a starship. Um, this is clearly like post next generation era, but not far enough into the future for like, at least it doesn't seem like Deep Space Nine or even Voyager era. But it's cool. I enjoy it. It's fun to see Star Trek type. Things happen. I mean, I don't know if I've ever really wanted to see a Star Trek zombie apocalypse storyline happen, but that certainly was what happened in the first one, in the first episode. I haven't watched this week's yet. I'll probably do that when we log off here to see. That's fair. Uh, yeah, it's it's a cut for me, but it's certainly not a bad show. I'm glad you like it. I'm, Lord knows, if you have CBS All Access, you're in it for the Star Trek, so I'm assuming it'll do pretty well. Yeah, I'm just divorcing myself of all other fans of Star Trek, and I'm a happier person. That is fair. Also, Picard was shockingly mediocre after the first episode. Yes, it was a middle-of-the-run series, but man, am I excited for Discovery Season 3 and Brave New Worlds. Like I'm with you. I don't understand how many people are like Picard is so much better than Discovery. I'm like, have you watched the shows? It's no, they haven't. That's the whole point, Evan. They don't like the one that's woke. They like the one that explains what or that reminds them that the nineties existed. I found this account on Twitter that's called the woke the woke watchdog, and it's literally just a dog that retweets like overly aggressive like woke comments on twitter and it just always goes woof 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 <laughs> that's the quote tweet <laughs> it, 
It's really fucking funny, man. It Bro, that's up there with Did Boss Cry. Nothing is up there with Did Boss Cry. It was just yes, always. <laughs> did you, Every uh, day. Do, do you follow Evan, um, the uh, five-year letterman? <laughs> no, I don't. If not, you need to. He's like an overly aggressive, like, when I played high school football, Michelle Obama wouldn't have blah, 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 blah. It's really funny. Well, I'll, I'll be following that for sure. I enjoy counseling. I still follow the sarcastic Mars Rover account. <laughs> oh, wait. What about Captain uh, Captain Andrew Luck? You follow that? Oh, yeah. Of course I follow Captain Andrew Dearest Luck. Dearest mother. <laughs> the sarcastic Rover was, like, sneakily funny. Like, he'd, like, say something, like, pointing. He's like, I'm sitting here looking out of the fun, and I've discovered something. No, it's another goddamn rock. <laughs> Just like every day. All he found was more dust and rocks. It was amazing. Uh, anyways, uh, next new show, an Apple original Jesus. Ted Lasso. What? Eric is just super quick on the uptake. Speaking of things related to Scrubs, Ted Lasso, I wish I had watched this. Uh, yeah, Chuck, did you watch this? Nope. Um, I admittedly have a blind spot because I unabashedly love Jason Sudeikis. I just think he's fucking funny. Well, so I don't know how. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's Sudeikis, but it's also this is a Bill Lawrence show. Yes. Um. So I was kind of in going in. It's funny. It's not like amazing like it's not like i laugh my ass off it has several lines from sedacus that made me laugh pretty good it's a ridiculous like premise show it's he is uh sedacus plays a division two football coach that wins a national championship with wichita state after one season and uh a premier league team uh uh football club uh in england hires him as their head coach to turn him around. And uh, everybody's like, what the fuck? He's never coached. He knows nothing about soccer or England, and that's where a lot of like the cheap jokes come from. Uh, but, but he pulls it off well. It's shockingly similar to the aforementioned on the other show, Major League uh, plot. You find out she's just trying to tank the team so she can uh, get back at her husband, who's... T- like love the team and she got in a divorce and she's you trying can't to move like, the indians away from cleveland exactly it's the same fucking thing but uh uh so has like some poignant moments like evidently he like is a like fucking loves his family but he was smothering her and he's having marital problems and he did this to give them space he's like a super nice guy to everybody in it um so i don't know it it's certainly not bad it's not like amazing or anything uh i'll probably keep watching because i laughed enough times it's the reviews are all over like critics reviews are sit at like a between six and a seven i think on average it's imdb user score is like an eight five which is high and then but it's metacritic user score is like 40 which is low uh so it's all over the place i it's one you just kind of you either like it or you don't to me i liked it this needs to be like a six to eight episode season. Anything more than that, they're just—it's way too drawn out. But it's solid. It's—it's it's totally worth watching. I think just to see what you 
fun. If you like Sudeikis and Bill Lawrence humor, you'll like it pretty well. Yeah, I'm excited to give it a shot, but it's Apple Plus, so even though I pay for it, I won't watch it. Solid reasoning. Um, how about, and I didn't get a chance to watch this, and I saw you added it, and a lot of people were talking about it. Uh, did any, or maybe I did, I don't remember. I added anyway, it, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, Love on the Spectrum? Yeah, I meant to. Let's push that to next week. Or That's next fine. show. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks from now, or three, maybe. We'll it keeps see. showing Anyways, up in my Netflix uh, recommended. It looks a, it looks like a delight. It really does. I've seen a lot of people talking about it. Um, uh, so, tentative keep? Uh, keep for Ted Lasso for me, but also probably short lease, but I, I, I keep for now. Um, fine. Let's talk about uh, the big uh, premiere uh, for this time. Uh, the, the new big HBO show, Lovecraft uh, Country. Um, this, they've advertises this pretty heavily uh it's a big show it's got a stacked cast uh chuck i know you saw it josh you never got to watch it i really my total intention i was able to watch a whole seasons of titans yesterday during work don't watch this people from work but uh was not able to watch even a single episode of this show today today sucked for work for me that's fair I get it. It started on Sunday. It's only been out a couple of days. Um, I'm going to step away while you guys talk about this because i got to use the restroom anyway, so you guys go ahead. I'm going to mute my mic. This is the next big show. Uh, Not just for HBO. I think this is the next, like, critical and fan darling uh, for the year. It reminds me a lot of Watchmen, how Watchmen's set up, at least. I agree. I saw one critic that wrote, this is like if you took Get Out, Watchmen, and a little bit of the good parts of True Blood and made a show of that mixed together. That's very And I was like, that's kind of fucking apt. This show is awesome. (laughs) It's real good. I'll tell you what, the first episode of tv i'm not sure has ever been bookended quite as well like the first 10 minutes of this show well probably five were just like blow your mind like what the fuck is happening and then the last 15 minutes were just like oh my god what the fuck is happening (laughs) like so cool so, just slight spoilers. I mean, it's just the pilot episode, so it's not like we're spoiling the whole show. Show Jackie for you. He starts Robinson. off in like a. It starts off in like a war sequence, and I was like, "This is like kind of stylized. This doesn't look like there's like real fighting, but it turns out it's like a dream sequence." But yeah, you don't know that at first. Uh, he's running through shooting a bunch of there's enemy soldiers. He's running through a, a fucking foxhole, stabbing people, and then you're like, and then it zooms out. And there's aliens everywhere and monsters and all this shit. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, Then a huge giant monster appears behind him and he gets split in two by the superpowers of Jackie Robinson and his magical bat. (laughs) And meaning you have the same exact response. Is that Jackie Robinson? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then the mo- 
monster puts itself back together and Jackie Robinson turns around with a knowing smile and gets into a batter stance like he's going to go ham <laughs> on it. <laughs> and then the main character wakes up on a segregated bus and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? I was like, I have no idea what is happening. But I am. Uh, yeah, I, I was so sold already at that point. It was so good. Um, and then it gets into like some pretty like kind of sometimes hard to watch hardcore segregation of the 1950s, like some real bad overt racism. Um, this is a show. The main character is returning back home. He's been, I think, Florida. Um, he's returning home to go. Uh, his dad had written him a letter. Yeah, he was in the military. You're right. Um, he, um, uh had been away he had a bad relationship with his dad but has a good relationship with his uncle um but his dad had written him a letter that was kind of cryptic his whole family's really into the actual lovecraft like novels and all this stuff i'm not real sure what it is his uncle does did you get that like why he was going on these like trips anyways it seems like he is either like um like an organizer or a salesman one of those two things. Something like, like that. And they're clearly following like the like the old like Negro handbooks, like what the movie The Green Book was based on that gave like safe right. routes and places to stay for black people back before segregation ended, which is kind of really hard to watch at times anyways and the stuff they go through. When they go to that diner and it's supposed to be a safe place for them and uh Leticia hears the thing in the background, and she comes out, run, motherfucker, we're, we got to get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, what is happening? And he uncovers the floor, and it's all burnt underneath. And I was like, oh, shit. Then yeah. the Batman's chasing. I was like, this is so good. Sterling K. Brown, uh, I believe, is, no, is the B. one. Vance. It's Port another one Port of the B. middle official guys. <laughs> You're right. I, I always confuse those two names. Uh, um the other one from the OJ trial show. Yeah. Um, he is the plays the uncle and he kills it. Um, uh, the Smollett girl that was uh, in Birds of Prey is uh, yeah. the female lead and she is a fucking smoke show. She is Man. so hot. She's a foxy. Uh, and I don't say I, that like with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> She's foxy. And I forget the name of the guy playing the lead. He's been in a lot. He was in The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, he's been in a lot of like prominent like black movies recently. I think that's why he was uh, uh, looked at for this because this is uh, oh fuck, uh, Keenan Pe uh, Peel uh, put this show together. Anyways, they're going on a search for um, his dad, and they just start driving across the country. They've got some clues that was left behind the letter, but. Like, the family believes in, like, or they love these Lovecraft novels, and one of the, like, the cousins had made this map of where, like, Lovecraftian monsters supposedly, like, were hiding in America, and they're like, ha-ha, what if that actually existed? They go into this horribly racist county. That whole scene's awesome. And I'm like, maybe this isn't, like, too into the monsters and stuff. And I was so fucking wrong. I thought it was going to be like kind of metaphors or dream sequences. No, they're just fucking <laughs> no. Those, the production value, if nothing else, is just what just sold me. Like that monster, 
looked awesome. The way it moved, I was like, this is like movie quality to me. Yeah, and like I, uh, the way that they um, they play with the light and stuff like that on their eyes, because its whole body, like Lovecraft does this, but its whole body was covered in eyeballs. Um, and like when it was, some lights were like flashed at its body, certain eyes would like have this like sheen on it, like an alligator going underwater. And the other ones like stayed open. It was really cool. It was just a cool idea. Like a va- and it was like a vampire style creature, like that sheriff that gets bit, and they're like fucking shooting. Yeah. Oh man! Like God, man! Everything about it was so cool. They end up at some weird ass like house with white people that saved them earlier. Like that lady somehow like made that truck flip over on those dudes, which was awesome. Yeah, they got in the back I, of his head. Yes, like the most dead. Like, they killed a hobo to film that. God, <laughs> man. I don't know where that show's going to go. I don't know how it can keep up that type of momentum. But that's one of the best pilots I've seen ever. Yeah, like I said, I would put it up there with like Watchmen as far as recent, uh, just blow blow you out of the water kind of moments. I mean, a lot of the pilot on Watchmen had a lot to do with racism too. So, um, and some of that stuff like really makes me, it just pisses me off just watching it and knowing that, God, that could be like some of my fucking ancestors, you know? Uh, yeah, and, they um, show the sign of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's just a gi- that map they pulled out. There was just a giant X on the entire state of Kentucky. Um, but yeah, like man, like you said, production value and just intrigue. Like, where is this story going? And the previews for the rest of the season lead me to believe that their family is like has some sort of prominence in this cult or something. I don't know, but. It's very, very yeah. intriguing. I, I cannot wait for the next episode. I went upstairs immediately and told Chris, I was like, we've got to start watching this together. Umbrella Academy's over. We finished that. This is the next thing. I, I agree. Yeah, this is this is a one of the rare shows that I watch weekly. I will keep up everyone. Keep. Get it. Get the get, get hardcore keep. Preemptive keep. This show is like one of the best pilots we've ever watched on the podcast, in my opinion. I'm really excited to watch it. I I was excited to begin with. I'm pissed I didn't watch it. Not to overhype it, but holy I'm, shit, it's good, man. I'm actually happy I didn't force watch it. I, I would have missed stuff trying to watch it while also working, because I would have had to focus on work more. I agree. I get what you're saying. I'm actually probably gonna rewatch it just to make sure I didn't miss something, and I also liked it. That's what you should watch after we finish recording, man. That show, God, it's good. So That's yeah, keep... watch it with Kristen this week. She'll like it. I don't think Jayla will. <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk about some finished shows. Uh, uh, the show that. Finished kind of recently, uh, Titans. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Is that eligible for this year's awards? Uh, yeah, the awards show that we'll be doing, yeah, it's Titans. Titans is on there. Word. Uh, I finished uh, this like the week it came out. 
That was like in what, January? I don't know. It's Give been a take. little while. <laughs> Recent. Recent memory. Uh, Titans is really good, man. Give me a Nightwing movie, please. I would be okay with Can't Hardly Thwaites as Nightwing. Yeah, Can't Hardly Thwaites. I love him. He's good in that role, man. He really is. I love this show. I love it so much. This season, I also think it took a huge leap in terms of over, of overall quality pretty much as a whole. I think that it looked better. I think that the characters in, in didn't. Every way, in every way, it was a better show than season one. Yes. The only, like, down moment at all was just Chad Kroger playing fucking Aqualad. I don't understand their choice for that particular version of Aqualad, but sure. I mean, it was easy. spoiler it was alert, to you don't have to worry guy. about him for too long. True, true. Um, is Deathstroke one of just the, like, three coolest comic book characters ever? He is awesome in the show, man. I cannot get it. I thought that um, Isai Morales just absolutely knocked that role out of the park. He's so good as, as Deathstroke. He's he great as Deathstroke. It's easy to do in the in the comic book shows of just overplaying it. He was It was a very subtle Deathstroke, and it worked really fucking well in the way it, it made him much more menacing and serious and instead of him being like just way too over the top with it. I really liked it. His costume looked really cool. I, you know, even you know, they get a lot of shit over their costumes because yeah, it looked a little dead shotish mixed with that. But I don't care. It looked really cool. All the costumes, night the Nightwing suit spoilers is the last it comes in in the last episode looked awesome. It's it looked perfect. really good. It, it, like they actually did a good Nightwing costume. Like all the fan shows and everything, like the fan edits and things that people have made on YouTube and shit, like look fine. But that, like that costume looked awesome. And him fighting as Nightwing was perfect. The Nightwing Deathstroke fight is awesome. What did you think about really Connor, good, Josh? About who? Connor. I loved Connor. That dude was totally, he looks like he was literally ripped out of the comic book. Like he just is Connell. Like it's insane. He was no crypto. Crypto was awesome. Crypto was the best boy. He rang the doorbell, and when he popped up on that fucking shot, it was great. I thought Gar was great this year too, and I thought he was a little lacking in the first season. The CG on that tiger is still just not good. I'm glad they pulled back oh, on man. Raven a lot. I I love this version of Raven. I thought she was not great in the first season. Um. I thought she was great in this. She looked like Raven more. She was less like street gothy in a way. And she looked more just like Raven as a character. I liked Corey more this year. Yeah. I, I, I think they I that. think they do an overall really good job with Starfire in the show. The 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 people who I love the most are Hawk and Dove. Of course, I because love Hawk and Dove. Adam Richmond is a ridiculous human being who just happens to be like the hottest man on the planet. But he is so that. willing to be fucking out over the top. When he punched fake Hawk in the face, I loved that whole scene. All of it. It was awesome. And then and it got like strangely pointed, and he pulls it off well. And also, Mika Kelly is one of the hottest human beings on the yeah, she's, uh, uh, she's not unattractive. Uh, I love every second of her on screen. There were only two bad things about this show. 
there was a moment of one of the worst scenes of CG I've seen in the past decade with crypto. It was so bad. Uh, was it, it was wait, like wait. comically bad. Even Jayla, who doesn't notice stuff like that, goes, oof. <laughs> what, was uh, it like, like used his superpowers in the attack on Titan's Tower? Uh, I think so. Like he like turns real fast. He's throwing somebody in there. It was just I was like, oh, that looked like it was done on my computer. I mean, um, it's fine. The, about the, that. Also, literal tiger uppercut. That's the worst CG in this show. Um, Rose Rose's costume, while comic accurate, doesn't look amazing in real life. But that's okay. She's also. Not the greatest actress, but that's not why I come to the show. I like the character a lot. Yeah. I like Jericho a, a whole lot. Yeah, I they like did the character Jericho, Jericho really well. I think I liked I liked Most Jericho a lot. I like him better than um, I do in the comics, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well, you can. Yeah, I feel like we got a little more substance with him, um, and uh, uh, and I've I've never actually read uh, the Judas Contract, so I do need to go back and do that. I'm not the only one who was disappointed in the way that Donna Troy died, right? That can't be the end. She's going to get like, brought she, back to life. She's definitely going definitely gonna to come back, but what the fuck was that? Also, you literally have Superman's clone right there, and she's the one who goes and catches the electric fucking like, scaffold? And it killed her. I was like, huh? Yeah, I was like, dude, that, weird. I, that shocked me. That it happened. Uh, imagine how she felt. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> what was the other bad CG moment? Uh, oh, no. I was just saying I had two bad things, and one was the bad CG moment. There was a couple bad CGs. A lot of, like, crypto and fast action, but I didn't care because I fucking love crypto. When I, like, Jayla watched, like, three episodes of this with me one night just because she wanted to hang out, and I needed to watch this. And I was like, hey, that dog can fly. And she was like, what? And all of a sudden, he goes... <laughs> she was like, "Oh, it was awesome!" But yeah, that when last... he rings the doorbell, like, crypto's the best. Uh, yeah, that last shot though of just the whole team, and then first of all, I loved the dinner scene in the final episode. Uh, but that last shot of the whole team, and like, even though the CG is bad, Gar like running around the corner as well, and it's just like, oh, that's like a full ass Titans team. Like I, that's fantastic. I just wonder how many more DC characters Adam Richman can play before he's retired. That's fair. Uh, uh, let's talk about possible character of the year nominee asshole, Bruce Wayne. I loved Jorah as Bruce Wayne. I did not think I was going to like it. His, his American accent is not good, good, but, um, Asshole hallucination Bruce Bruce Wayne is fantastic. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. I remember that now. I was trying to remember what you guys were talking about, but I was like, yes. That was yeah, awesome. There's and hilarious. There's two where he does that. The, what, the first one, yeah, when he's going around and he like ends up doing like the cabaret dance and all that out of nowhere. Like, God, he was <laughs> hamming it up and it was really funny to watch. And then another one when he's in prison and he gets, uh, he's sick and he's like, fever dreaming him um he's just such like tough love asshole to him and it's wonderful it's so good but he was good even when it was not a hallucination i thought he was very good in the finale when he's getting and you know helping robin to get back to being the leader of the titans uh, or nightwing i guess um i like there's a i hope the show continues they've already con- 
confirmed that it's going to HBO Max, which I assume means that we're going to get at least one more season. There's a lot of open threads. We don't know what's going on with Jason Todd. I really love what they do with Jason Todd. Um, I think that kid is wonderful as him. Um, I like the stuff that was going on with him and Rose. You know, there's a lot of open threads with Connor's story and Cadmus and what wall was going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't, there's a shit ton of stuff, uh, with Starfire that they've opened up that we haven't explored yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, it appears the big bad in season three or would be Blackfire. That'd be awesome. Maybe. Rachel is off on Themyscira now, presumably to bring Donna Troy back. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I love this show. I like where it's going. Um, I would like to point out I was always in on Titans from the moment I heard Fuck Batman. And I (laughs) vindicated. This show is great. I I really love Titans. And like I said, I like season one and this season. Uh, do you agree, Chuck? Do you think the season was better all around as well? Yes. Uh, I also heard a rumor that um, they're going to have a very uh, death in the family style episode where um, next year, if it happens anyway, where uh, fans are going to vote whether or not Jason Todd lives or not. Like they're going to do the exact same thing but with the TV show. I will say they do that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I was a little sorry. I believe in America, and I believe he will live. I'm telling you this time around, he will be voted to live. It's entirely possible. I'm more interested as whether or not that poll gets more or less votes than your average free for all poll. No, Um, we thousands of votes. There's no way they can do that. I will say I was surprised and kind of sad that like the whole prison angle. I thought that entire thing was leading up to him taking over the Nightwing, like, moniker, which it did, but, like, they literally put the Nightwing symbol on the wall in his prison cell as, like, this bird that comes down and saves people from their village, and then, like, there was no, like, there was no, like, him looking at that symbol and being like, I can embody this or anything like that, it was just, like... That symbol existed there, and then he went and saw the suit maker, which Stu the suit maker, kind of my character of the year. Their anger at him burning the suit was fucking great. Uh, but then, like, revealing that they had already been made. And I, I love the – my favorite thing about this show and, like, the DC Universe shows in general is just, like, the assumed knowledge of the audience. They don't need to over-explain Batman and Dick Grayson's relationship. They don't need to over-explain – any of it it's just like you know what's going on obviously you're not subscribed to dc universe if you're not a dc fan so we're just gonna roll with it and you're either gonna be on like in for the ride or not and i thought this season really embodied that kind of perfectly rolling with the homies yeah, yeah rolling it's... with the homies. fucking eric could did... fire him <laughs> that works did so did right the one thing they mentioned it did Rachel cause them to see Bruce at the diner? I don't know. Did she also send that gargoyle? I don't think she meant to, but she definitely did. <laughs> um, Rachel Raven's kind of the one I care the least about in this show, but you know, I'll take whatever. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know if she actually is the one that made them see Bruce, or if there was something bigger at play there. I totally thought it would be like. 
I almost thought they were leading toward a Martian Manhunter shape-shifting thing there when they started talking about when he was like, I wasn't, I've never been to Elko or whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, the the worst part of this season was Dr. Light. Um, one, that costume is as bad as costumes get. And two, while I like that guy whose name I'll never learn, he's never been a well-adjusted character in a television show ever. Yeah, Scrub season nine. Number two? One. Number one, rather. Oh, That's the most normal character he's ever been. He's... Yeah, and then he drowned a baby in Ozark. Chuck, I didn't finish Alter Carbon yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I'll watch it again. I've been very busy. I will. I'll, I'll finish it. I swear to God. I watched the, uh, uh, I watched the uh, animated tie-in movie, too, called Resleeved. I have heard it. It's just god awful. It's it's not good. It's like it's it's real bad. It doesn't add uh-huh. anything to the mythos. Like it's bad. It's just interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about. Uh, hey, we actually finished a show that came out recently. Let's talk about Umbrella Academy. Yeah, Umbrella Academy. Woo. Dude, I fucking love this show so much. Like, a ridiculous amount. I love this show. There's a, It has an excellent chance to be my number one show again. So, um, Klaus, as always, uh, deliverer of the best lines in TV right now. He has two that, like, just, I fucking love this series. One of them is, uh, he's like, who's Diego? He's like, okay, well, think of Batman. Hmm. Then go lower, and then the <laughs> and then the other one that he did was uh like right before uh they were gonna go confront Vanya when she was like in a dream sequence freaking out, yeah. and he he looked at Diego. He's like, Diego, before I do this, I just want you to know, with your hair, you look a lot like Antonio Banderas, <laughs> and he goes, thank you. <laughs> oh God, it was so funny. Diego, while being, like, such a douche, is, like, sneakily funny in this show, and I really love it. And they really laid into that with Luther this year. Like, I just, the character, they felt more at home even with all the actors did with their characters, and I really, really fucking enjoyed it this year. Why is Um, Luther not more powerful? He is easily the weakest of all those characters. He doesn't, he brings nothing to the table. He has super strength and i think it is because of his like weak mind i think is like their whole point that it holds him back but he can never like he's always self-doubting and just too much of like a softy at heart and kind of a pussy and like it just holds him back i mean even his super strength like i was watching uh an episode of season one again and like he gets kind of beat up by hazel and hazel's just a guy yep um, of five on this show, a lot. Um, there is a awesome. strong. That kid is the best. There is a strong online movement for that guy to be cast as some form of Damian Wayne. That would be perfect. Uh, there's yes. a huge movement for that. I've heard that. I've I've mentioned that after season one, though. Like many people have said, he's their only choice for Damian Wayne. 
you, you, you hipster did this then. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I am all you, with Trey. this. Uh, he's fucking perfect for it. That kid can fucking act. He's awesome. Um, five as a character is awesome. Um, I love all of um Allison was, I thought, much better this year um, than she was in season one. Um, I like what they did with Vanya. Um, I just, there's nothing I don't like. About. I do agree this had a little bit of Killing Eve syndrome of what we talked about from season three of like they were just separate a little too much because it's always better when the family's together. Yeah. I was going to say uh, the same it, thing it about like Titans, the last, actually. It makes like the last couple of episodes that much more better, though, to be honest with you. Dude, the last four episodes, I was like, I cannot fuck. I, I can't stop watching. I was like, everything that's happening is fucking amazing. Like, the race towards the Kennedy assassination and what was going to happen. Diego being like, it's fucking Vanya. It's always Vanya. But then, kind of go around, and then, like, my head almost exploded when their dad, like, went up against the cabal and takes off his human mask. And I was like, what? Is he a man? I don't know, but I flipped the fuck out. Like, Jayla was like, calm down. And I was like, no. I was like, did you see the back of his fucking head? What is he? I'm going, I went fucking berserk. I was like, what in the world is that dude? And it, I, I don't, I'm so excited to find that out. And then we get the final, after they avoid Vanya going causing nuclear war i was like what else is gonna happen and then they kind of go along the thread of like the swedes and all that stuff when all of the commission assassins appear in that field i was like yes i was like i am so here for what's about to happen and the whole sequence that follows that is like it's some of the best like superheroing like we like the way they use the powers and oh, all the teleportation sure God, it's so good it's better than a lot of movies do it man it's so good man diego showed a lot of his power right there too which was pretty impressive when he stopped all the bullets it yeah was so badass like oh no diego don't oh shit you stopped all of the bullets <laughs> and, and oh, then it turns oh, out Bonnie, when, okay man oh. when um the director or whatever showed up and murdered everybody. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yep. <laughs> she it, just mowed yeah, them all down. Like, they're all dead. And then I thought like her daughter, who is one of the other like superpower children, which I love that twist. You know, we kind of thought she was, but I didn't know she was going to be like a uh, fucking mimic from the X-Men and she can just take whoever's power she comes in contact with. I was, I love that. Um, and she was really good too. I just like her character, and I like that actress a lot. Um, I was like, "Oh, she's got five power still. She's gonna make him go." Oh no, she she got shot. What the fuck's gonna happen? <laughs> uh, but I I loved how they did that. I loved the setup for season three. Um, I love like them finally getting like they they think they finally have saved the world, and they go back to what's supposed to be the right timeline. Uh, okay. But. Now, instead of the Umbrella Academy, it's like, what, is it the Raven Academy? Yeah, something like that. And there's a whole new group of people, but except for Ben. Ben's alive. 
Ben was great this year, man. Like everything they did with him, like uh, his moment with Vanya was like really like almost like teared up at it. It was really poignant. Um, God, I love this show so much. Uh, I will say that there is not a show on TV, maybe ever, but definitely not right now, that mixes what's going on on screen with the music that's playing in the background. Like, they do music so well. Is this eligible for any of our awards, the first or second season? I don't think so, right? Second season came out too late. First season was last year. Yeah, first season, first season was already won awards. Yeah, it was yeah. the number one show last year, right? Uh, two years ago, yeah. Um, or maybe last okay. year. No, it was last year, you're right. Um, uh, yeah, this won't be for the awards we record in like a month. It's not eligible for that. We're like a year away from being able to uh, uh, vote Just on this. So you've got a long time to watch it. But I can start catching up on. You would love this show. It's so I, good. I want to see it. I, I do want to see it. I just I've got other things I've got to catch up on if we're gonna do a, a movie or TV awards that I need to actually be a part of. Can you give me like a a list? Riverdale. I can't watch four seasons of twenty two episodes of Riverdale. No. I I will watch Riverdale. I will commit or complete my commitment. But can you get me an actual list of things that I should watch before the awards? Yes. Thank you. I can do. I need my I need my TV and my comics very specifically sectioned off, or else I'm not going to be able to enjoy them. So in other you words, strict, you're like an eight year old at school. I'm a baby. <laughs> and this Whatever. is my Zoom class, you, and I'm ready for it. As long as you read shit and watch shit, I'm okay with it, because that's all I want. Um, the last couple of right, weeks, let's talk on TV shows. shows. Let's talk, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going hard on shows right now, trying to catch up on all the stuff I need to finish for the... Uh, for the awards, um, I, I'm to be fair, I'm doing a lot of the Apple shows. I'm going to watch C. I'm in the middle of For All Mankind. I already watched uh, uh, the, the Morning Show, which is sh- shockingly good. I did not expect to like it as much as I did after the pilot. Um, all right, that's all the finished shows for now. Let's talk movies, which I is where I am highly lacking. Um, I want to see literally every one of these movies, and have yet to see any but one of them. Um, so, uh, if I need to mute at all, if you can't do without spoilers, let me know, uh, but we'll go through these. Um, I think Josh, you and Chuck both saw an American pickle. Yes, I did at least. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. I, so I started off, hate like the first five minutes of this movie are as dumb as movies get. Like, so when he, Obviously, there's not a whole lot of spoilers to be had with this movie, but when he is trying to woo his wife in, what is it, Splutsk, I think? Whatever. His wife is Shiv from Secession, so that's all I know. But when he's trying to woo her and he buys her that fish and she just, like, smiles and stares at him and bites his head off in the middle of the street, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this whole movie. This is the kind of ridiculous that I hate. Uh, but by the end, maybe pretty much after that on, what once he's no longer brined in pickle and preserved for a hundred years, 
Um, I thought this movie had like a decent amount of heart and a lot of comedy, and it was a perfectly passable, uh, you know, contender for the boons in any normal year. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, the the Freaky Friday kind of, you know, double person switching personality things has been kind of done a lot. It's an hour and a half, so it's a real easy watch. Uh, Seth Rogen is an enjoyable person to watch on screen, even if they're, he's not in good movies. Um, he just got kind of like an everyman quality that's kind of, you know, you're not watching this super sexy guy trying to be funny or anything. But, um, yeah, it, it's ridiculous in parts, uh, most parts. Uh, and it's the ending seemed a little on the rush side, but, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. But it's not the funniest movie I've ever seen or even seen this year. But, I mean, it's, like you said, it's it's perfectly passable. Uh, if you got an hour and a half to watch a, a movie, you could do worse. And if you really want to see a whole movie made about making fun of uh, New York hipsters, absolutely watch this. <laughs> they take plenty of shots at their willingness to knowingly buy street pickles made from garbage. <laughs> That shit made me sick to my fucking stomach. Like the pickles? Yes. Every scene involving the pickles, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, the jars he's using and like, oh, God, it was terrible. But it, it, it was funny for the most part. And I did really enjoy the uh, getting him in, like, the biggest trouble. The funniest part of this entire thing was when he was up on stage against that woman and he was just making fun of women and yeah. minorities. We're going to have holes. Holes for serving people. Yes. You have tiny hands. Um, but then when he's just like, yeah, fuck Christianity, he's like, the very next scene is him running down the street with people like, yeah! Yeah, it, it was a very, it was a funny, like, take on the Trump thing of, like, saying the most outlandish shit and people just going with it because they think he's revolutionary. And then, like, the, yes, the the one question that doomed him was, what do you think about prayer in schools? And uh, it's Josh, just like, I'm out. I'm out. Do you have a measuring tape in your hand? I do. Why? I don't know. I really only need about uh, none of it, but it's it was on my table, so I'm going to play with it. <laughs> Why is it on your table? Uh, I, needed it for, I needed it for something. I can't remember what I used it for within the last week, but I definitely did use it. Holy shit. I'm a handyman, Chuck. I'm a handyman. Anyway, American Pickle, not bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> On a short leash. Project Power. Am I the only one who saw this or no? I watched it. Of course, Chuck, it's a Netflix joint. I hate this movie. Go ahead and explain why, Josh. Um, so this movie should have come out circa 2006 or seven, whenever Captain America played the guy in Push. Um, like, this movie is of that era, but it might be, in my opinion, the lowest quality of any of those, like, wannabe comic book movie cash-ins that was made. I just think that there's it, – it wants to be a cool world. Like, a lot of the times we kind of pass off these kinds of movies and shows as, like, man, I really like the world, even if it's not 
well done. I just didn't feel that in this at all. It's a you know, it's about this new street drug that comes out, which is a pill that needs to be twisted to be activated and it gives you superpowers, but only for five minutes at a time. And I just felt like none of the superpowers were particularly interesting or well displayed. Um I didn't feel much for the main character, which I guess would be Jamie Foxx, but also all three of them. I didn't care about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the Saints-loving cop, and I didn't care about the street pusher who's a wannabe rap artist. Like, I just, I felt nothing about this movie the entire time. And the big CG set piece that was like the, oh, these are the powers truly unleashed, I didn't even know what was happening. Like, it just was so poorly shot and poorly explained that, like, I don't, I don't know why was the big deal with with you know that person taking the pill and getting the powers like nothing felt of consequence or much entertaining aside from seeing Machine Gun Kelly on fire. Oh, is that who that was? The yeah, the fire guy was Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, like okay. I I really I genuinely enjoy like Jumper and Push and like that era of movies and sci-fi-ness. This felt just like that but just done way worse. Um, yeah, no, this is not a good movie. Um, it's also got one of the most laughably bad CG scenes, man, maybe ever. Um, what scene? At least on Netflix. The one where the guy takes the power and gets like super big and starts chasing them through the room. That is what I put in the fucking chat. It is (laughs) top five worst CG I've ever seen. It's so bad. I forgot about that whole scene. Man, I wish I could. Oh, God, uh, it's so bad. It's like... Yeah. Oh, God, go ahead, sorry. No, there's nothing, like, super enjoyable about this movie. It's not so bad that it's funny. Like, um, like Six Underground. Like, there were some obviously over-the-top bad moments in that movie where you're supposed to laugh at it, right? There's yes. nothing like that in this movie. It takes itself way too seriously. Um, it's too long. Um... Like it should have easily been a half hour shorter than what it was. the The whole plot was stupid, <laughs> nonsensical at times. Like I, I don't know. It it's just not that good. Like Boone said, movie, it's a perfectly fine like a popcorn movie. I don't think it is. I just think it's bad. Yes, thank you so much. Oh my god, I've never agreed with Chuck Moore. This movie is like if we hated Bright. <laughs> It's the best. Yeah, it's the best way I could explain it. It's like if nothing was entertaining about Bright at all, that's what this movie was. I'm very sad I haven't got to watch the Tax Collector yet. Did anyone else uh, watch it? No, I I wanted to. Next week. I'm very excited to watch Boys State. I haven't got to watch it yet. I don't think anyone else saw it. I didn't. What is that uh, on? Is that on I, Apple. That's on Apple. Okay. Yeah. It's an absolute documentary, um, and I'm very sad. This would have been a opening weekend movie theater movie for me. I haven't seen Greyhound yet, but Chuck has. Yeah, I'm sad I haven't watched it yet either. I've actually seen it twice. Right. I watched Man. it, told Kristen how good it was, and Kristen's like, I'll watch it. And so she watched it while I was making dinner last night. Um, This movie is fucking awesome. I love it. Like, it's only an hour and a half. Um, so it's not like super long or anything. So you don't have, um, there, but 
there's zero downtime. Like, and I can see how some people would take that as a detractor, but there's action in this movie at all, all times. Like, he he talks with a uh, adventures and babysitting lady for a little while. It's like his wife or something, and it's his first command. And then he gets on the water, and they're talking about boat stuff. And then all of a sudden, rear, rear, all heads, and like shit goes crazy for the next hour. And it doesn't stop until like the very fucking end. It's so good. Tom Hanks is made to be like a leader in the military, at least in movies. Um, like and that is, shows where he happens to be a part of a band of brothers. Yes, um, it, it's it's real good. the The CG and all the effects are really good. Um, man, it, it's hard to explain without getting into too much of it, but. There's, it's just constant anxiety. Like you want them to like sink all the U-boats, and at one point there's six that they're trying to hunt, and there's like three or four battleships that are protecting a convoy of thirty-seven ships against six U-boats that they can't see. So there's like this constant cat and mouse game. Uh, it's it's really, really good. I love it. I'm not going to lie. I immediately just envisioned Evan seeing this movie in theaters and the real dying in the first or the last 20 minutes. And also yep. the punk kid from the theater coming out and explaining what happened in the end of the movie. As just long for as it's the boats. same guy. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing that you miss out on the most, and even though... I have a sound bar now. It's not nearly the same. It is the sound and the music and the tension and all that kind of stuff built from the sound and the atmosphere. Um, and like the waves crashing and, you know, the, the sound that the, the, um, the U-boats are making whenever they breach the water and all that kind of stuff. It's just, that's the kind of theater atmosphere that I want. I want the surround sound. I want the, whenever something like, gets hit with a, a a torpedo that thump that you feel um that's the kind of stuff that i miss that that's lacking hardcore from this movie yeah i was thinking about maybe trying to watch it tonight after the show as making that what i was going to watch but i can't do that with low sound and like i just can't make my neighbors listen to explosions in a war scene at two o'clock in the morning well it would also like get your heart racing and you would not go to sleep for another hour after. Cause I'm, I'm serious. It's like, I, I can't ex- like remember a movie where it's just an hour and 20 minutes, just nonstop stuff happening. Like even in like big adventure movies, like mm-hmm. Indiana Jones or Avengers or star Wars, there's scenes where people are like sitting and talking Nobody sits and talks in this movie. They scream at each other to do something and to fire on the U-boat. And, uh, high right rudder, full face. Like all that kind of stuff. It's, Man, it's I, so uh, I, re- yeah, I revisited uh, 1917 the other day. That movie is also so stupid good. Talk about a movie that was tension from like minute one all the way on. If that movie yeah. was a half hour shorter and there was no talking... It would be like the same kind of action-packed sequences. Uh, this movie is not as good as 1917. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. saying yeah. that the amount of stuff that happens in an hour and a half in this movie 
is it cannot be compared to anything I've seen. Not recently, I'm, anyway. I'm excited to give it a shot for sure. Is there a better app for Apple, or should I just go to Plex? There is no good app for Apple unless you have Apple stuff. If you have an Apple I, TV attached to your TV, then you'll be fine. My, uh, I, I actually, my, it was a bitch for some reason to get it turned on, like to work. But once I got the login verified, um, the, uh, my 4K Fire Stick, the Apple app on it works really great. I don't have well, any don't, of that stuff. They don't, yeah. It, Apple TV does not allow you to Chromecast. Um, yeah. unless you're looking at it through a browser like a Chrome browser or a Firefox browser on your PC, and then you Chromecast that, but then, like, it degrades the quality and the stream so bad, it's almost unwatchable at times. Um, And then there's no, like, I've got a Vizio TV with the built-in apps. There's no Apple TV for that. There's no Apple TV on Xbox. There's no Apple TV on PlayStation 4. Uh, Like, it's bullshit. Apple fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm. I hate to have access to a Plex server, so there's that. There you go. If you have, if you do, for a lot of people that have the Fire Sticks, which are the exact same thing as Apple TVs, except for like $150 cheaper, um, their uh, their app for it is really good. So I do suggest that for anyone that helps. Obviously, not you guys. Uh, a couple more irresistible, Chuck. Yeah, that's the uh, Steve Carell um, movie where he's trying to get yeah, some, yeah. trying to get uh, Chris Cooper, who every time I see him, I fucking love him more. Like I love that. I want to know him. I want him to tell me you. stories by a fireside for hours. That's fair. I'm okay. Um, I want to go fishing with him. You know what I mean? Like you want to do things with this man that like seem boring, just like a hike through the woods, and him tell you things. About the woods. It will be the best. Train a championship depression era undersized horse with him. I agree. 100%. Yes, all of that. All of it. Chris Cooper. Turn him loose. All of it. Um, anyway, so Steve Carell finds this like guy like from this uh, viral video of this um, Republican in a Republican town saying a lot of like Democratic things. And he goes to this town and tries to get him elected mayor as a Democrat. Um it's a losing battle, that whole kind of thing. Um, God, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Trey fucking loves her, but I can't remember her name. Rose Byrne. That's her. Bam! <laughs> Trey has a type. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, you're one for one. Anyway, uh, so she shows up, and she's like the opposite of him. She's always trying to get Republicans elected, but she's like super fucking mean She's always on her phone. She's very calculated. Um, it's fu- the first ninety-five percent of this movie. I love to death. It's funny. It's got um, a familiar um, a dichotomy. Of these two people, button heads. Uh, there's this one scene where uh, somebody keeps trying to give him these handmade like muffins or scones or something like that. He's like, no, no thanks, no thanks. And then she's like, just, I stayed up all night for him, I guess. He's like, okay, fine, I'll take it. And so he's like eating it in the car, and it's so good. He's like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And he has to pull over his car, and he's just like 
licking the paper that it's in, and people are like walking past him, but he's like, oh, oh, fucking fuck. It's really, really funny. Um, anyway, the, the movie is incredibly enjoyable until the very end. So it turns out that the viral video that they showed was a ploy to get... The, are you guys going to watch this? No. Yeah. I would like to watch it, actually. Oh. Uh, well, then mute yourself. Or turn your ears off. Because I want really to talk about this real quick. While it's fresh. All right. Go on. You did? Okay, he's muted. Um, so... It turns out that the um, the video of Chris Cooper saying all these democratic things was a ploy by the town to get these people to come in from Washington to spend all this money on a campaign, right, on both sides of these campaigns. And what they did was they took this money and used it to, like, fix the town and, uh, like, make the school, like, reopen the school and fix the churches and fix the roads and all this kind of stuff. So it was like this ham-fisted, over-the-top, hit-you-in-the-head um, morality about how politics will spend a lot of money on a person, but not the town, um, that they're trying to get the people elected in. It made me so mad. That's See, and like that's what I was going to say when you started talking about this. Like, I don't know how cool I am with this new incredibly political steve carell like everything he's making right now seems to be like heavily politically weighted and like i agree with all the stuff he says in his movies like for the most part or his you know shows like he's clearly taking shots at the right right i mean space force is just a giant parody of a real thing trump enacted the morning show is is obviously left-leaning in a lot of ways and like I get that, but like, I just don't know if I feel like he's the politically satirical voice that I necessarily need. I mean, that's how he made his career. Yeah, he did. You're right. I mean, I, people forget that the Daily Show version of him existed. You're right. But he so far got away from that when The Office took off. Um, and like the last 20 years of his career prior to this, he wasn't really doing that. And, you know, more power to you make what you want to make. I just don't know if it's necessarily something I care about. That's a ridiculous, like over the top convoluted twist for no reason. I just felt like I was suckered. Like I felt like I watched this lighthearted, you know, um, movie where, um, I was enjoying everything, and um, and then it was just like, "Ha, take this!" And um, just manufactured. Like, yeah, I felt I felt duped. Like there's no other way around it. I, I, it made the rest of the movie that much less enjoyable, even though I did enjoy it quite a bit because of that like particular it, fact. Yeah, that that's weird. Interesting. Interesting. I appreciate the heads up on that. Yeah. If you can stop it before all that happens, it's fine. Um, I'll do that. Uh, I guess he's got his thing muted. So shoot him a text. I am. So, Josh, someone told me that you did it all for the nookie. Yeah! <laughs> oh, God, I came back in for a Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the Nuki monster just it it disturbed me on so many levels. I laughed really fucking hard at that, and I knew I, it would disturb you. You posted that, and I did not know what to do with myself. I looked at it for like twenty minutes, just like not understanding why. <laughs> like, oh my god, why? that's you've made me so happy. All of my wildest dreams about posting that came true. Uh, so I didn't hear most of that, but I did hear it was bad. What was the name of that Netflix movie that we really enjoyed, but the end of it, you're like, the fuck did they just run out of money? And I, it was something ironic. Was it, it was like something about the end or like how it ends. Oh yeah. Yeah. That movie was like real good. And then it just stopped. Yeah, they're on a road and no conclusion has happened, and then credits. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah, there was a run of Netflix movies like three years ago that you guys all watched. It was like before they churned out, you know, 50 movies for Chuck to watch every year. (laughs) And like each one felt like an event. And there was like that Martin Freeman one. Oh, yeah, that movie would suck. They all ended up being bad, but there was the one you guys were talking about specifically that you liked a whole lot until the end. There was a couple I liked, but yeah, that one in particular uh, was like really good until right at the end. And I was like, oh man, they just they just were like, we're, we're out of money. Credits. <laughs> was it 2018 that that came out in? I think it was before uh, that. No, I don't think so. Horace Whitaker... Scrolling. 2018, How It Ends is the name of it. Yeah, it is. Yep. It is. uh, It was him and Theo James, who you might refer to as the third Franco brother. As he is. He is indeed the third Franco. As well as, and I didn't remember her, that's got... uh, 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 Oh, no, no, that's someone different. Never mind. I thought that was... Uh, someone completely different than who that is. Whoa, my phone just went black. Anyways, uh, last movie, um, and I've actually seen this one, or at least most of it now. Uh, Chuck, you saw Scoob. I did. How'd you like this? I liked it a lot. <laughs> way more than really I, good. Way more than I thought I was going to, because I didn't hear a ton of good things. Uh, from, like, critics or even fans, but, like, when it did the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You entrance with all the, like, current stuff that they were doing, like, I was like, here comes the robot, here comes the scary uh, underwater sea guy with the kelp all over him, and I was like, this is awesome. Interesting. I didn't know I needed the Shaggy and Scoob origin story, but my heart needed it. (laughs) Yeah. I I never... the 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 comedy was was there. The voice all the voiceovers. I thought um, who was it? Will Forte that did Shaggy. I thought he did like a really good job. Um, the guy who voiced Scoob is the guy who's voiced Scoob ever since Scooby Doo came on the air. Um, Frank Welker. Um, uh, oh, uh, Dick Dastardly being in this movie was a fucking genius stroke. Like it was, yeah, it was awesome. Wasn't Jason uh, Isaac Scooby originally? Whatever he wants. <laughs> so he was great. 
What did you say, Josh? Or not Scooby. Wasn't Casey Kasem Shaggy originally? Yes. Yeah. Man, I then, really enjoyed it. The comedy was really good in it. It was also just very heartfelt, I thought. I, it was a nice blend. I tried to watch with my children, and they're a little too Layton gets scared pretty easy. And then even Ava, who I've never seen get scared before, was like, she put a uh, blanket over her head for the monsters. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, we have to turn this off. And I had to go back and watch it by myself later. <laughs> yeah. It was good, man. I, I, I recommend it for sure anybody with kids. And I also recommend it for anybody who used to watch Scooby-Doo when they were growing up. Because it's it's just like a Scooby-Doo cartoon. I mean, Scooby-Doo peaked when they teamed up with the Harlem Globetrotters. But, you know, Scooby-Doo's always been pretty good. Do you know, one of the they, there was actually two Harlem Globetrotter episodes. One of them was in a swamp. Do you remember that? I do. I'm trying to remember which one I saw. I know the there was one, one very... The, Go ahead. The other Harlem Globetrotter, like, ended at, like, them playing a basketball game. I think that's the one I saw. Okay, so the other one was in a swamp. That swamp was called the Okefenokee Swamp, which is a real swamp in Waycross, Georgia. I was going to say, I feel like I've heard you say Okefenokee a few times already. Yeah. It's the most fame that town's ever got. <laughs> oh, my God, Evan. That picture you just posted is the most Washington football team thing of all fucking time. Oh. <laughs> uh... I hope nothing but the best for Alex Smith. Also, what is, like, is that just a giant sleeve on his leg? Because it looks poorly CG'd in. No, it's no, getting green now, so that's how it looks. He wears a compression sleeve all the, like, a lot to keep his leg, like, good and healthy. It helps the uh, uh, circulation on it. Anyways, I just laughed at that. We had a lot of movies. I do way worse when I can't go to the movie theater. Chuck thrives. <laughs> Chuck was born for this moment. I am up to 17 movies this year. Chuck, what are you at? 63? You have 17? Let's see. I have... We never actually talked about Palm Springs, I don't think, did we? Yeah, we did. Last week? Last Or last yeah. show? Uh, I am at 45. Good God, man. And I think there's only been 50 movies released this year. <laughs> I might be I might be at 10. I don't know. I think I got five minutes into Trolls World Tour, but I'm not counting that as one of my movies. I watched it all. I, uh, I did not see the first one, so I was lost in the lore. Yeah, that's what you need for that. Um... The Hunt was this year. That's high on my list. Uh, <laughs> Birds of Prey, Birds, baby. Birds of Prey Birds is number of, one movie this year so far, Birds for sure. Birds of Prey, my number one movie. That or Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, Bad Boys for Life. Oh, it's so I'm good. Sure and, uh, Sonic are high on my list. My top ten probably consists of the first... Oh, no, Spencer Confidential was the third movie, third movie I watched. So definitely not the first five movies I watched this year. <laughs> yeah, first movie. The Gentleman's in my list, in my top ten. Yeah, I that's need good. To watch that. yeah. I had a blast with that movie. That movie's awesome. I'm going to, yeah, what I need else? to go and see what's on Plex. There was, like, some horror movie or something that released semi-recently. Was not it the Invisible Man, the... although that was good. 
There's the the rental that just came out that I want to watch, and then that Kevin Bacon one uh, also I really want to see that I haven't seen yet. What about that Kevin James Cannibal one or whatever? No, I watched that. You talking about Becca or Becky? Yeah. I watched that. He's oh, terrible. In that, he's terrible in that movie. <laughs> he's terrible. My number one movie for the year is probably legitimately Onward. I liked uh, Birds of Prey more, but Onward was really good. I yeah, still haven't watched. I haven't watched. I haven't watched King of Staten Island yet. I need to watch it. I liked King of Staten Island a lot. Uh, Underwater is the most uh, whatever that Jake Gyllenhaal Ryan Reynolds movie that came out like four years ago. It's just the exact same thing, but this time underwater with Kristen Stewart. Instead of in I like space. That. I like that movie. It wasn't bad, right? It's a perfectly passable movie. You you should have left was the name of that Kevin Bacon horror movie that came out this year. Sounds about right. No, I heard it's yeah. real good. Uh, uh yeah, I actually did hear some pretty good things about that. Um yeah, oh God, I, can't I, for, remember I forgot Vivarium. Oh god, that movie. Stephen King loves Vivarium. That is a total thing Stephen King would love. Correct. Um, the, hey, The Old Guard was pretty good. I watched that movie. The, I old, the Old Guard's fucking great. I, I need, love I that need movie. to watch it. Uh, let's see. I didn't. I need to. I need to watch uh, The Five Bloods. I've been wanting to see that for a while. Oh, I really I want it. to see The Five Bloods. Yeah, that movie's real good. That was on my list to talk about the week I missed. Um, I haven't seen Eurovision yet. Um, okay, I don't okay. know if I Chuck, no. No, Chuck. And it's it's weird of me to say this, but the David Spade Netflix movie is actually pretty funny. Misty something or Missy something or whatever? It's called The Wrong Missy, and I I liked it a decent amount. Can we end this show? I can't remember... Was did you like Artemis Fowl? No, that movie's terrible. Do I need to watch that so we have a consensus worst movie of the year? Yeah, God, it sucks so hard. It. I wanted to see it real bad, but it's, it's I heard it's so I don't bad. Are we I counting Hamilton it. as a movie? Because it's feel I feel like half the people don't want to, and half the people do. No, okay, I'm not. Because I lied. That would be my number one if it was. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog's up there. I really enjoyed that movie. Sonic was a good time. Oh, Eurovision was that... Um, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell movie. That movie's okay. Man, I have no it's, desire to see that shit. It's no The Wrong Missy. <laughs> uh, Bloodshot, anyone? That movie wasn't bad. It's a perfectly okay movie. Guns Akimbo was better, but, you know, that's fine. I disagree. I haven't watched. Either. It has your I favorite person in it. Oh yeah, she is pretty fucking awesome. She has a great scene in it too. She's not Samara that good. Tomorrow we go. Yeah. And was it really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, we're two for two. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> man, you fucking love that girl. <laughs> babysitter more than literally anyone else in the world look she is 
a more attainable Margot Robbie, okay? You're not wrong. You're not. You're, you're, not, you're wrong. not wrong. Did you see Spencer Confidential? Yeah. No. Man, it's not I good. It's not good. I have zero time. I the mean, it's just good I've, if you guys get a shot. At what that. is? The Lovebirds. Oh, yeah. I've been one. That's the Johnny movie. Yeah. Him and Issa oh, Rae. Yeah, I want to see that. I'm not a huge fan of Issa Rae, but I, I'll, I'll still want to see. Still, I still want to see that. I forgot how to English. I went bad. Man. The Lakers lost, but LeBron became the first player in NBA history to go 20-15 and 15 in a playoff game. <laughs> they st- they lost, though? Damn. I'm telling they you. They shot, I'm... like, from the three-point line. Oh, the way yeah. back is really good. The way back is very good. I just am too depressed to watch something that's going to make me more depressed. There's some real good basketball in it, though, Evan. 70 to 80% of that movie doesn't hit you with the super hard depression. It's just the rest of it, the, the 20 to 30%, is real bad. Just makes you want to die. Hey, if you guys want to watch a uh, semi-porno, you can watch 365 Days. Done. What is that? It's, it's can I get it on my PS4? Yeah. On the, it's Netflix. All right, three hundred sixty-five days. God, it's oh, real bad oh. though. It's yeah. ludicrous. You better not fucking watch that over something like the Five Bloods or Lovebirds or something. No, I very much want to see the Five Bloods. Yeah, the first like three pictures of this movie that I've seen are just a half-naked guy. Yeah, what did you watch, Chuck? I think you just watched gay porn. Is a topless woman with a guy covering his her tits with and just cupping her breasts. Three sixty-five. You watched porn. (laughs) It's like something that you would see on Cinemax if like people still watch Cinemax movies. Ah, Emmanuel in space. Got it. (laughs) I am scrolling to see if I recognize anyone in this movie, and the answer so far. Is a resounding no. No, it's article I see is three sixty five DNI on Netflix. Were the steamy sex scenes real? I mean, some of them I would be surprised if they're not. They're incredibly graphic. It is. It has got a three point three out of ten rating on IMDb, but an eighty percent fan rating on Google (laughs) reviews. It's Lots been like three weeks on Netflix top ten. And Lara is a sales director. She does not expect that trip to Sicily trying to save her relationship. Massimo will kidnap her and give her 365 days to fall in love. Dear God, this sounds all kinds of wrong. Critic review, Barbara Schlugglasser. Parker from Common Sense Media says, although weirdly entertaining in its own sleazy way, this is an adolescent boy's dream of what women want. A sexual fantasy to prove that women who say no really mean yes. <laughs> yeah. On the the parents guide, on the color-coded parents guide, red for sex <laughs> and nudity. Violence <laughs> uh, and gore, mild. Profanity, moderate. 
alcohol, drugs, and smoking moderate, but frightening and intense scenes are mild. On July 2nd, singer Duffy writes to Reed Hastings asking Netflix to take down 365. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Chuck, you watched what? a movie that apparently, according to all these articles, glorifies rape. Listen, and, I mean, uh, it totally does. Um, but uh, it did spend like three straight weeks solidly in the Netflix top 10. So I was like, ah, I'll give it a shot. People want to fucking quarantine, Chuck. I guess. Also, uh, here's the number one trivia question on uh, on IMDb under the Did You Know? Asked what the most difficult scene to shoot in the movie, Michael Marone said, it was the blowjob scene. It was really difficult for me because I got on set and met this girl. Hi, nice to meet you. And after two minutes that I met her, she starts blowing me. I <laughs> I had a fake strap-on penis, and she was blowing that. It was awkward, but it was funny because she was blowing that fake dick. <laughs> All right, we got to end the show now. I couldn't just act the part because as soon as she, as she was starting, I could hear people around me giggling. I was just like, what the fuck? Just be serious. Listen, My Lord. that scene what? is... First of all, he needs to specify which blowjob scene because there are several. But the one that he's talking about has to be in the airplane, and she's like fucking gagging on it. It's <laughs> crazy. All right, I am no longer comfortable with this conversation continuing at this point in time. <laughs> she's fucking gagging on it is where I draw the line on podcast content. That's the title. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good place to end. You're right. Uh, we'll make sure uh, to come in next week. Uh, we'll be having the video game show next week. Uh, hopefully, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, several games. Uh, hopefully, we got some fucking news for PlayStation and uh, Xbox by then. Um, we heard August, but we'll see. Uh, until then, uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for parts two and three. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Talking to the microphone. Wow, that hurt. Crazy son of a bitch, you did it. Peak efficiency. Chuck's going to be so mad at you. Fuck him. So mad at you. I'm going to leave this at the beginning of the recording so I can say this again. Fuck you, Chuck. I mean, you say that often. I know, but now I can say it for posterity. I want to make this recording that we're doing right now, speaking about it in a very meta way, 
to go directly into our intro so that he can't cut it out. I mean, he would fucking work. I know he would, because he sucks. That's true. Fuck you, Chuck! I'll change the thing. I don't know if it's going to fix it or not, or make it worse. Oh, man, you're going to make this just where we can't ever record again. You're going to end the free-for-all podcast, aren't you? 100%. See how it sounds. Yeah! Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Josh also sucks.